Blog Talk Radio. that we have um, where we're going to be talking about the introduction to the five smooth stones. How are you doing, you and yours? I want to just say peace and shalom all over the world since we have found out uh, recently that we've been listening to, I guess, roughly more than over 30 countries. So I want to say shalom, peace, hotel, greetings, brothers and sisters all over our planet. And again, tonight or this morning, whenever you listen to the broadcast, we're going to be talking about an introduction to the Five Smooth Stones Network. This is Brother Seth. I'm the founder of this network. And uh, we've been doing this, I guess, since 2011, uh, right at February, something like that, of 2011. I forget the month. But I know early 2011, we started blogging. And we are... Approaching 500 shows uh, as of this moment, and uh, we are so thankful that uh, for our listeners and those that have supported us over the years, we're so, so thankful. We don't take it lightly, brothers and sisters. People are very busy these days, and and there's so so many things people can be listening to, so we are very thankful that you are, um, many of you have followed us up until this time. And those of you that are new, this show is pretty much for you. Um, this is a time where we want to just introduce ourselves as a network, as a ministry, uh, as a, a family, if you will, because I do have co-hosts that are part of this uh, engine that could, so to speak. Uh, but um, we're very serious, brothers and sisters. We're very serious. So. Uh, y'all bear with me as I try to my best to do a little sample of uh, pretty much uh, this show is going to be a synopsis of what all our shows are about. Uh, what are we trying to do? The spirit behind the Five Smooth Stone. Um, uh, what give us the authority to be even doing blogs on these topics? So we're going to talk a little bit about myself. going to talk a little bit about the co-host. And we're going to mostly talk about the blogs, the programs that we're putting out there, uh, talking about pretty much five topics. Although we talk about everything under the sun on the Five Smith Phone Network pretty much, we pretty much concentrate on five topics that we call the Five Smooth Stones. And those five topics really spring from five questions that I, Seth Turner, the founder of the Five Smooth Stone Network, Ask with the most high. Okay? So, brothers and sisters, here we go. Uh, here we go. And again, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, like I said, for those of you that are new, 
and uh, you may have seen some of the topics, and I know some of our topics are a little strange because, again, we, uh, one of our mantras is, mantras is we talk about things that the Most High Yah of Israel is truly saying that you cannot hear them in a, a lot of our churches, which, which is where he is supposed to be heard. And you really can't hear me a lot of our educational centers or really anywhere in society. So if the father has, is speaking and have given marching orders and, and there's no voice, how do you follow that? How are you obedient? This is where we come up with the five smooth stones on these podcasts. Unfortunately, when the father can't get his word out through his temple, through his church, the body of Christ, he will get his word out one way or the other. And that is what has happened, brothers and sisters. So, Brother Seth, um, and, and, and while I'm at it speaking, because I, uh, when I keep saying the father, y'all, let me just go ahead and give my statement of faith. And we'll jump right back into it because a lot of you are wondering, who are you? What do you believe? Brothers and sisters, please know this. I believe there is only one true Most High. He's known by various names. Some say Yah, because the Bible says thou shalt call his name Jah. And this is where we get the word hallelujah, but everybody never says hallelujah. They always say hallelujah because there was no J in the Hebrew. So a lot of people call him Yah. We, some people call him Yahuwah. Some people call him Ahaya. Ahaya, uh, Ahaya, from the uh, uh, roots where it says I am that I am. Various names, okay, but there is only one most high. And we believe that he sent the Messiah to the earth. Uh, and that, that Messiah died to bring us closer to this Yah, to this all-powerful being. And I thank the Messiah for the sacrifice. We believe that he died and rose again and is to return to this earth and to rule a thousand years. The scripture says it like this in First Corinthians 15, how that he, the Messiah, must reign until his enemies be made his footstool. And we believe, I believe, that the Father, that the Messiah is sitting on the right hand of majesty, uh, being counseled by the Father as to how to put his enemies under his feet. Uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 1, uh, towards the latter part of that chapter, talks about, for he must reign, talking about this Messiah, until his enemies be made his footstool. Bible says all things have been put under the sun. We know he's been given all power in heaven and earth. Very few people ask what kind of being can give someone like a Christmas gift all power in heaven and earth. This is why we say we worship the Most High Yah, but we do it through Christ's testimony of this Father. And we come to the Father in Christ's name. Anyway, um, that's what we believe, brothers and sisters. All right? But the Bible says clearly he must rank his enemies. He made his footstool. And we think we're helping accomplish that on this network uh, by, again, 
talking, preaching, teaching things that the Father is saying, but you can't hear in a lot of our churches and religious uh, or religious or, or educational centers, all right? So that is what uh, one of our marches is, all right? But back to uh, uh, some of the things I was saying. Uh, brothers, it's one of the reasons that really birthed this, this, this network is I notice brothers and sisters oftentimes in the, in the church, those that the Father has given power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, the Bible says, that when Christ was given authority, he gave us the authority. And we are no joke. Those of us that are truly born again, the Bible talks about us giving us power. Uh, this Holy Spirit and this Holy Spirit that embodied us are uh, 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 demonstrating its power through these nine gifts of the Spirit. Uh, 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 I mean, show enough power, brothers and sisters. Show enough power we've been given. Discerning the Spirit, uh, being able to track the enemy and see the enemy or perceive there being an enemy in certain key times to be able to maneuver around and how the Spirit comes on some of us, and we're able to work miracles, just straight out, uncomprehendable with the natural mind, miracles. There's some people that have experienced this in this body we call Christ. And then there are some that have had, uh, been able to, yes, speak with tongues. I know some of y'all don't believe in that, but that's a, that's a whole nother uh, 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 conversation. But there is... When the Holy Spirit uses your body with your willing and giving it, giving him access to your body, just like people are giving the enemy access, Satan giving, people giving the, uh, Satan and demon spirits access to their body, we can give a, a, a good spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of, uh, of the Father that's come to the earth access to our bodies and he uses us to speak and pray through our tongues and interpretation of tongues and then there's those that are uh, given gifts of healings where the spirit come over them if they're willing and yielding to them and they're able to to to, to heal folks there's nine various gifts of the spirit that the father uses uh, us through the spirit and then we have angelic protection in and out of danger. Yes, the Bible says that the sickness of the earth, for those to be heirs of salvation, we believe in angelic protection. Folks, we're serious. We're serious. We're serious. And you can find out a lot of this. A lot of this. I can go further into this. And this is just an intro into our, our, our shows and our programs. So if you want to know more about that, go to a show that's called Spiritual Warfare, Google Spiritual Warfare, Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Songs, and you'll be able to hear us expound on that. I even talk about some of the uh, experiences I had. Now, I know as I share this information, we come off as these holier than thou or smarter than thou or wiser than thou. Please, please, brothers and sisters, don't do us like that. We're just like you. Mortal flesh, we make mistakes. I have errors in my life I'm ashamed of. I struggle here and there just like you do. But that don't mean that the Father has not showed himself strong on my behalf in my life. And I am so grateful for that. Yes, he has. Yes, he has, brothers and sisters. And I feel like 
when you have been when you've experienced the Father's love and His power, you are required to share that. That is the whole purpose, or one of the main purposes. He visit you because He is interested in loving and bringing back this whole world to Him as it originally was. All right. So, brothers and sisters, I am so excited that you found this network, and I hope you would join us and be a part of our, our family and, and be a caller and call in and share what the Most High have put in your heart. And things, as we say so often, another thing we say often, things we know for sure. We talk about things we know for sure. Things we don't know for sure, I can tell you, I can speak for myself on this. Things I don't know for sure, brothers and sisters, I try not to talk about it because I don't want to mislead people, you know. Uh, saying things like God said is very dangerous words. And so as a, uh, I'm telling you, as a founder of this network, I'm very careful to not just be saying God said, okay, because people can get a hold of a, a wrong word and it can, it can set them back for many years. I've, I've experienced that too. So I'm very careful. And even with the co-hosts, I try my best to make sure we're saying things for sure. I can't speak for them but I can speak for what I try to do through this network, okay? So one reason it was birthed is because I noticed a lot of brothers and sisters were always seem like uh, the church is just, seem like the body of Christ to me in this era of our life is the last one to get involved with anything. Uh, it seemed like that's really going on in our world of power, of substance. You know, a lot of our brothers and sisters are living for the moment when we're with Christ and, and we, when we go into the New Jerusalem or when we, uh, the, the, the millennial reign or just dying and being with our forefathers. Uh, they just look for the hereafter. But I think it's spiritual responsibility because the Bible tells us to occupy until he comes. And we're supposed to be able to, we're supposed to be sharing the Father's love, we share the Father's love with other people if you are somewhere hiding out of these churches and going to revivals and, and always playing your favorite um, minister. You're preoccupied with these teachings and more teachings and more teachings. When Paul makes it very clear for a lot of us to move on past the teachings of Christ and uh, the land again, the, 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 the foundation of repentance, which is basically basic salvation, and move on to, to deeper things. You know, we, and he said this, we will revisit. We're never supposed to get away from the doctrines of Christ, but we are supposed to move on past them. And he said this, we will revisit. This is your Bible, brothers and sisters. So I believe that the church is supposed to be involved in who is sitting in that White House, who is sitting in office. Uh, and I think that uh, while a lot of this is taken over by the New World Order, and I'll get, but I'll get off the net in a little bit, I still think we're supposed to buffet the system. We're supposed to be the salt here. We're supposed to be good Samaritans and, and not see people get shot down by the police or, or not see abortion, all the things that is going on in our world that is definitely God. We are supposed to be making a difference. Uh, while we understand that nothing is going to be permanent fixed on this earth, doesn't mean we don't have no obligation to try to make a difference. After all, we have the, we house the power. We have, we can spot evil spirits. Those of us that are operating in that gift and 
and the Holy Spirit comes on any of us at any time to operate any of these gifts as he will. The believers always somewhere not knowing what's going on, oftentimes fighting many of us out here trying to make a change. And then later on, they, of course, repent, and they come around. But So even though the church does a lot of times come around and do get involved, it's like it takes them forever, you know. Uh, I remember Dr. King, just to give you a quick uh, example. I may go a little fast because we've got a lot to cover here in this introduction to the Five Stone Network. But Dr. King went through hell with a lot of the churches. I mean, they just let him have it because he was, uh, in their eyes, a troublemaker. He was trying to get justice. He was trying to... Uh, 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 right a lot of the wrongs. And, and a lot of churches have that same mentality. You can't change this system. You can't change this world. Satan's God of this world. We're going to another place and blah, blah, blah. But Satan only became God of this world, brothers and sisters, because of brothers and sisters uh, ignorantly giving over their will, being deceived by this enemy, and they end up fighting against those of us out here trying to make a difference. That's how he became the God of this world, deceiving, lying, deceiving, lying in ignorance. My people pray for lack of knowledge. This is how Satan became the God of this world. Just like he became the God of this world through ignorance and deception and lies, he can be dethroned and the most high can become the God of your life. And one by one, soul by soul, he can, the Father can become the God of this world. It's not permanently that Satan is just automatically God of this world, and that's it. He has to be the God of your world. So one household at a time with the five smooth stone is trying to uplift humanity. I will say to the Jew first, but I'll say definitely to the Gentile. And uh, speaking of Jew, we'll talk about this a little later on, but at this network, we believe that African Americans, among other people on the planet, are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And we uh, believe that because they meet the criteria, the standard, the, the prophecies that's to be on Israel. Again, I'll talk about that a little later on uh, um, because that's a part of those five messages. So we'll talk about that a little later on coming up. Again, um, as I said before in 1 Corinthians 15 and, and 25, the Messiah must reign to the kingdom to be made his footstool, and we believe that the Father is trying his best to do just that, uh, make his enemy his footstool by revealing truth, latter-day truth, end-time prophecy. So a lot of same things have to happen on our earth. Israel had to get in position, and if you're looking at the wrong Jews or the wrong people, you're calling them Jews, and when only a fraction of them is truly, I believe, the Jews of the Bible, according to prophecy, you cannot understand your Bible. You could be looking at the wrong time clock because Israel is a type of time clock. So the scripture says he must rule until his enemies can be made his footstool. Um, folks, the Bible talks about it. Uh, I'm getting too much on this one particular topic, but okay. Bible talks about in Revelations 2 and 9 and 3 and 9, Behold, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Uh, that's Revelation 2 and 9. Revelation 3 and 9, Behold, I will come and make them worship at thy feet, who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. That's twice it mentioned something called the synagogue of Satan. That's twice it mentioned the people that saying they are Jews that are not, 
and but then the Father's going to make uh, those that say that you come and worship at someone else's feet. So there is a such thing as people, imposters, as far as being Jews. It's very important the body of Christ know who that is. Now, even if they are imposters at this network on the five minute stone, we don't think it's, it's uh, kind to call people anything other than what the scripture says, okay? I believe that, the, that uh, uh, we should love all people, and I say sometimes people just deceive. They don't mean a lot of these young people that inherited their forefathers' uh, uh, position. It doesn't mean that they necessarily is buying the lie. I've been to Israel many times, and we'll talk about that a little later on. Uh, and a lot of the Jewish people I have come to love even more and appreciate a lot of them understand what we talk about in this network, and they've come to realize that they're not the Jews of the Bible, that they indeed converted uh, early on in the Khazaria Empire to Judaism when it was a very dark-skinned people practicing. They'll tell you that. I mean, this is where we have done shows on that, folks. Uh, again, I'm getting too much into the topics yet. I want to hit a few more things, and then we'll get into that a little bit more. But again, if you will Google, because we're talking about our shows right now, and I'm trying to get a lot of you to understand some of the topics you're going to see, because uh, uh, we have over, uh, like I said, nearly 500 shows. And in this intro, I want you to understand when you see uh, shows like Black Biblical Jews uh, right here on the Five Phone Network, you'll understand what brother, the angle we're coming from. We don't hate the Jewish people. We just disagree with their position. And we don't even believe that all of them are, are, are imposters or all of them was there in their, in their country has been called the father from the north, as Jeremiah one fifteen talk about, to, to occupy Israel as a punishment while the father ran the natural real Jews up out of the land and scattered them to the four corners. While we believe a lot of you from the north was placed in that country as a punishment, we do think some of those white-skinned people have Jewish bloodline because they uh, originally was dark. Uh, when the father scattered Israel through the four corners, a lot of them took uh, those dark-skinned Jews, captive, slaves, and after they mixed over the centuries, they did become white. But we believe that the vast majority of Israel is dark-skinned people. And uh, you heard me mention dark skin, light skin. I hate to talk like that because on this network, I preach a lot. We preach a lot. There's no such thing as a race. Grouping of people, race, based upon colors, all of social construct. So we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. Well, you see, we got a lot to talk, we got a lot to talk about later, brothers and sisters. Uh, but we'll keep swinging. Again, this is an intro to the Fires and Stone Network, and I'm hoping by the things I'm sharing, you can pick up on our spirit, you can pick up on what we're trying to accomplish here. We try not to make any moves unless it's out of respect for all people. We may say a lot, target a lot of so-called African-Americans. It's only because we believe they are Israel. In Israel, uh, the Bible talks about how the Israelites were coming, uh, were, were, is uh, the same people of Ezekiel 37, and that the dry bones is going to live again. I do believe that's what's happening right now. So I want to talk a little bit about um, how we got the name, how we got the name Five 
Smooth Stones, how we got the name. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the churches seemed like always behind, and my heart was heavy watching brothers and sisters with all this power walk around and just firing their weapons at the wrong thing at each other even and not getting out here into the real world and deal with this new world order and powerful people. You know, my heart was heavy, brothers and sisters. So I began to share in Texas all uh, with brothers and sisters. I would uh, fly to Tulsa and do a Bible study. Uh, and John Clark, one of our uh, uh, co-hosts, moderator, and uh, he's the moderator of our show, uh, John Clark, who's right now in the country of Panama. Uh, but John uh, and others, I will fly up to see and have a Bible study. And I literally would fly in like 5 o'clock a.m., and they would look forward to uh, to the information I was sharing about uh, uh, just various things the Father was dealing with me, one of them was which this whole Israelite question. And so... Um, I would just begin to study. I flew to San Jose and met with some Israelites. That was the first time I ever saw Israelites in person. And after I heard the brother was talking to me, he was like, no, I would fly because I work for the airlines, and I could fly places and talk to various people and so forth. So anyway, a lot of research went into this, brother. I bounced this revelation off a lot of ministries because I was didn't want to always put this little thing out there. So make the long story short, I didn't want to see the brothers and sisters in the church supporting the enemy because of their ignorance. You know, that's what happens. You don't know who you are. You wind up supporting the very enemy that, you, uh, that you're supposed to be fighting. You end up supporting the very enemy you're supposed to be fighting. So what I did, brothers and sisters, I simply, 2011, was, no, let me back up one more time. Please forgive me. Uh, the Father used me a lot in Texas. I just can't go all into it. And, you know, what you probably want to do is Google Five on Blog Talk Radio and just say my testimony. I think it's called my testimony, testimony of Seth Turner. Um, and I know it's a lot to Google, but Google that. That's the best way, the fastest way to tell you how to get the shows. And I do two shows where I give my testimony. I do four shows where uh, where I talk about my travels, which is nothing more than an extension of my testimony, but this is just having to do with the travel. So, brothers and sisters, if you will just Google that, again, five cents on Blog Talk Radio, uh, my testimony, and you'll get to uh, what, I, what I'm talking about in detail. Again, this show right here, just to give you a tiny bit of some of the shows, a synopsis of the whole network, okay, so I can't dwell on it, but uh, and, and again, the travel shows is called, I believe it's called, uh, again, you want to do five, you want to Google Five Six on Blog Talk Radio, Enlightenment on My Travels. And I have an international part one and two, and I have a domestic part one and two. Folks, you've got to listen to what happened as I travel throughout the world and as I travel in the States. It's amazing the people I've met, how a lot of people. I mean, you're talking about some of them were celebrities, some of the names you'll know, big names out there. Uh, then there's other people you won't know, okay? Um, I talk about people like uh, Candy Staten, uh, R&B singer. I talk about people like uh, Oscar Robinson. I talk about people like Karen Clark Shears. I talk about people, uh, uh, Dr. Suswell, uh, uh, Candy Staten's husband, uh, uh, 
don't know if they still married or not, but definitely there was a powerhouse back in the day. And uh, just a lot of people, I can't call their names right now, but on the on that show you'll be able to hear a lot. That I'll go down and listen and talk about. And these are people that I didn't pursue, per se, because of who they were. There's a safari brought across my path. Some people you won't know, but there was very powerful people in Israel, uh, celebrities of seen in Israel. Um, just, I don't want to start naming any more names, but anyway, check out that. That's six shows right there. So, brothers and sisters, in 2011, I asked the Father five questions, five questions. Those five questions are as follows. Um, y'all, please forgive me. I'm trying to rush through this. But in 1987, i got to tell you all this story. Uh, this is just trust me. You'll understand why. But in 1987, after attending, I believe, the convention, Kenneth Copeland and a lot of ministers were saying that God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. That was the word. God is going to put his word in black men like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Folks tore up the conventions in a white and black when they heard that word, you know. A lot of whites really was happy for this so-called black man and what was being said. Again, God is going to put his word in the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. I'm sure some of y'all remember that. Between 87 and 88, I experienced racism in the church. I knew about racism in the world, but I did not know that racism was in the church like it was. And I can, I can go into that later, but you got to just listen to some of our shows. Once, 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 uh, we, we talk about race issues on a, on a show series called Race Matters. Again, I'm giving you all a synopsis of a lot of our shows, but Race Matters is where I tackle the race question in detail. So I found out between 87 and 88, there's a lot of racism in the church, and it broke my heart. So in 88, when Kenneth Copeland said the same exact word he said in 87, God is going to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. I did not rejoice like I did. Because I found out something a lot of white, our white brothers and sisters do, back to say white, Again, there's no such thing as a race based on color. But those people that classify themselves as white, something they do, and everybody else classifies them as white, something they do, if they are given over to this this weakness of, of, of racism, instead of them giving a so-called dark-skinned person, a black person, their proper position, what they are entitled to through hard work, uh, any award they're entitled to through hard work. Uh, it can be anything from a, from being a hired, being hired as a school teacher or being promoted as a principal or being promoted as a manager or it could be have to do with wages. It could have to do with anything that this so-called African-American or minority, so-called minority, is entitled to. What they'll say is, they'll say, again, this is racism in the church, they will say, God is getting ready to really bless you. You know so much. You're so smart. I tell you the hand of God is on your life. They'll butter you up just to keep you in your spot. So when Kenneth Copeland said these words in 88, God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the person is going to be last. He went on the Coastal Convention Center, rejoiced again, blacks and whites, 
He went on to say, I have a, something to tell you, black people, but I just can't tell you right now. So that's two things he said. Verses 87, I don't remember him saying all that. In 88, he said these two things. So it wasn't just one, it was two. And that couple with what I experienced in between 87 and 88 drove me to my knees. When I left that conviction, I was very, very, very sad. And I made up my mind that I didn't want to trust white males anymore because of this weakness they had. So I don't know, brothers and sisters, that a lot of our white brothers and sisters, they really are being used of the Father in certain areas of their life. Just like you. But there are certain areas of their life where they're disobedient. Certain areas of their life, they will not let the Father in. And they can't be trusted. So I no longer wanted to hear from white males were it related to black people, anything good about black people, anything uplifting black people. It didn't mean they didn't have other truths, but where it relates to black people, you cannot trust a lot of our white brothers and sisters. Because I was done with the white males, and that's where a lot of who a lot of my teachers were. I mean, this was the bulk of my teachers, the Kenneth Hagins of the world, the Kenneth Copeland of the world, the uh, Oral Roberts of the world, uh, uh, Pat Robinson, just lots of ministers. I listened to some black people too, but I mostly listened to a lot of white ministers. So watch what's about to happen. I asked the father five questions. Number one, not in this order. Father, what is what you use in a black man? I keep hearing you're going to use the black man. You're going to use the black man. Father, are these people toying with us? Because it sounds kind of racist. Why would you use a black man? What if a white man cries to you? You mean, what if a white man obey you and obey your word and cry out to, to, for more of you? You're going to say no to him and just say no. You're going to just use the black man. It just don't stand right. Are these people toying with us? Folks, I'm serious. That's what I pray. For those of you that listen to these shows, a lot of our titles sound like hate. You need to hear the heart of the person that founded this network and that's putting these shows together. What am I about? Here we go. And again, if I didn't mention this earlier, it doesn't mean anything. Well, I can't say it doesn't mean anything. I don't act like I'm not a preacher. But the father called me to the ministry in 1982 when I was a child. Three different ministers. Um, laid hands on me and said the Father would use me. And I ran from it all my life. I didn't think it was a, I didn't want to be a minister. Some days, I ain't going to lie, I still don't want to be a minister. Probably shouldn't say that, but it's the truth. And here's why. It's one of the scariest positions in the world. Unlike an accountant, they mess up. They just mess up. You know, you go back and correct the error. But if you mess up sharing words, the words saying God said when he didn't say, you can cause people to stumble for years, and sometimes they never correct themselves. Ministers are the most dangerous. The ministry is the most dangerous occupation on the earth where it regards to people. I didn't want no part of it. So, brothers and sisters, I don't play with you on this, next, this network. I try to choose co-hosts and people that really love people, people that really got something to say, people that's really uplifting people. We don't get paid. There is no motive to deceive or it's not – whenever money's involved, you know what happens. I'm not knocking people because they accept money, but I'm just saying this ministry 
it's about the furthering of the kingdom of God in the hearts of man in a nutshell. So I asked the Father, this is to use the black man. Next question, again, there's five questions. It's going to end up being five answers, and this going to create, excuse me, five topics. The five questions, there's going to be five topics that come out of these five questions. Next question, again, now in this order, I don't remember the order. I do think that was the first, but I don't remember these others. What in the world is going on? Father, what's going on? I keep hearing that there's wars, some wars planned as far out as 30 years. Keep hearing that a lot of our news is not the real news. I keep hearing something called a new world order. What is that? Is it real? Is it fake? This was way back when nobody was talking about it hardly. New world order. Should they call it then? I said, Father, what's the secret society? I keep hearing about some called the secret society. Is that real? Folks, I was green as it comes. I just asked him what's going on because I kept hearing about stuff. And I said, I can no longer believe in ABC, CBS, and the news because these white males, it's like they have this secret code of silence. It's like this police code, blue code, where they just would not tell us about great things that you may be doing with us or maybe you want to tell us as a people, as so-called black people. And I don't trust them, Father. I don't trust the news. I don't trust secular white males, who's the main ones in power of our country, America. I don't trust white males in church. So what's really going on, Father? Okay, that was, again, another question. Third question, I said, can I understand the book of Revelation? I can no longer trust Hal Lindsey. can no longer trust Pat Robinson. can't trust Hilton Sutton, all these anti-prophets. Father, what is going on? with the book of Revelation. Can, no, can I understand the book of Revelation? Then I asked the Father, were there blacks in the Bible? I said, Father, I think Christ is white. Again, those of you that are hearing things on the network, maybe just some shows, and, and you hear us sometimes, we get upset, think about our pain, and some of the calls, we may hear something, the callers, and again, hear the heart of Brother Seth. Father's me. I asked the Father, Father, what is with you using? Now bear with me. Bear with me. I asked the Father, were there blacks in the Bible? I did ask him, what is with you using the black man? That was the first question. This is number question number four. I said, were there blacks in the Bible? And I said, I do believe Christ was white. But I'm hearing he was black. Were there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? Folks, it's just an innocent question. It's like a son will call upon his grandfather's knee and ask a question. I just want to know, this is what I thought the father would share with me. But yeah, there was blacks here, there was blacks there, there was blacks over here, and these people, that's what I thought. That's it. And the last question I asked the father was, can I travel the world? Can I travel the world? I want a, I want a total different perspective of what is going on in our world. I want a total different perspective of God. I want a total different perspective of who Christ is. I want a total perspective of life, of death. I want, I want, I want to hear something outside of the mind of white people. After all, 
our white brothers and sisters is only 9% of the world's population. Father, I'm telling you all this. This is I didn't go all to all these details, but I'm thinking now, you know, why not brothers and sisters would I ask the Father that the so-called white people are 9% of the world's population. Why wouldn't you want to know 91%? They're not dumb. Just because they don't live in America, we think some kind of way we're superior and everything we say is right, even though we're leading in diseases. We just got medicine to fix us up. Even though we're leading in divorces and, and disrespect the parents. and Don't get me started. So the father showed me early on that he's not using black to answer these five questions. Again, what is what you use in the black man? Father lets us know he's not using the black man because he's black. Father does nothing with race based upon color on the earth. If he works with a people, it's not because of skin color. The reason why these prophets like Kenneth Copeland and others were saying God's going to use a black man because they were seeing something in the spirit and they didn't interpret it clearly. He is going to be using a lot of dark-skinned people, but it's not because of their skin. It's because what he's doing these latter days in revealing who those people are and who the people are in the Bible and other truths, a lot of our white brothers and sisters are not going to want to teach it because it's going to make them feel bad, they think. They have an allegiance to their skin. People look like them, and they feel like this is making them look bad. So they're not going to teach it. And a lot of black churches are going to teach because they follow a lot of our white brothers and sisters so hard. Instead of following the Father, they're caught up in white supremacy themselves, and so they're going to miss the boat. And there, uh, uh, there will be brothers and sisters that happen to be wearing white skin, that will teach the truth and will be used. But the bulk, I think, of the church is why a lot of our, a lot of so-called dark-skinned people are pastoring now, large churches, a lot of whites are, are, are going and following them, and then there's a lot of whites that are falling away because of the truth that's coming forth. They're finding out something. There is a great falling away. I don't know if this is the great falling away, but I know there's a lot of whites that are finding out who the Israelites were, who Christ was, and they just don't want to be a part of it. They all their life served this certain image, but once they found out, they, so you got to ask yourself this question, who was you worshiping? You was worshiping the image of yourself. Now, for those people that say, well, what about black people? Because only black Jewish stuff. Yeah, but black people have always, always, always worshipped a white image and had no problem with it. When they start finding out, they start pushing a black Jesus, but don't act like they're worshiping just because he's black because they worship him when they was white, a lot of black people. So just know that. I'm not giving them a pass. If they're pushing an image, the Bible says we're not supposed to be we're not supposed to even have an image of, of, of deity. Supposed to. Not supposed to. You can have Moses or someone on your wall, but you're not supposed to have an image of, 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 of Christ or the Father. What the Bible says. So the Father's not using this movement is not because of people dark skin, it's because that's who is willing to teach 
All these things that's going to be brought out in these latter days that have to be brought out, that think that the scripture may be fulfilled, this, that, and the other. What's going on is very simple, brothers and sisters. This world has been taken over by the new world order in a nutshell. We had class, we had programs, shows called the New World Order Watch Society. Google the New World Order Watch Society, Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get all of our shows. We talk about everything, New World Order, uh, uh, Catholic Church, folks, uh, 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 just everything, Federal Reserve, uh, the dollar, how they taking over, uh, uh, how they taking over the education system, uh, uh, and, and this group of people that's really worship Satan. I mean, think about it, brothers and sisters. If you have the power to take over people's uh, uh, TVs, and you, you you have not the CIA. I'm talking about a higher hand even than them. You have all this access. The CIA would be your servant to these elite people. And you have access to research and know and get all into people's lives. You're not going to be worshiping Satan. Excuse me. You're not going to be atheist. You're going to believe in God and you're going to believe in Satan. Here's why. Because when you see, when, you will know whether or not miracles are real because you have that wherewithal to research and find out what really happened to that service when that dead man was raised. You can tap into emails, and you can tap into phone lines. You can hear people that were scamming and laughing after the fact, saying, "Oh, we really fooled them." Or you hear people crying on the on the on show on on, on the phone that you tapped into how Grandpa died and came alive, and, and you can see reports from doctors on their emails and write-ups and doctors to saying such and such had cancer, and, and, you, and you can find out. You can get to the bottom of everything because you're so powerful. There is no way in the world you can be an atheist. You will see God and you will see Satan. These people, I believe, worship Satan. I believe they're deceived by Satan and they have taken over our world. I'm not making no make-believe. Folks, we get into this in details. You cannot believe. I'm telling you, this is real. The New World Order is real so they've taken over the way they, we're educating our children. They've taken over the food. They've taken over the water. They've taken over the environment. They can be able to call weather warfare. They can go underwater, deep underwater, and cause tsunamis with explosions. They can cause earthquakes. I, listen, we talk on the show where the Congress, I mean, it's the real Congress that we have. We're talking about representatives you can actually see on you with your own eyes. And they're having a session where they're encouraging other nations not to participate in weather warfare. Weather warfare is real. But it goes deep in that, brothers and sisters. Our elections, I don't believe no president in any major elections in our world is authentic. I think uh, any, if it's a powerful election, the new world order has their hands all around. There's a reason we have military bases there. Where there's a reason any key election all over the world, we got our hands all over it. Is it, you know, just the little Russians taking over and influencing? Please, it's bigger than that. Because they're not gonna get caught, these folks. So we talk about that. It's basically in a nutshell. It's Satan trying to duplicate the kingdom of God. It's his rival. There's only two real powers in the earth, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Of course, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Yah. The kingdom of Satan shouldn't even be in the same conversation. 
It is no match in terms of real power. In terms of on the earth, what man has bought into and believed and even been deceived into giving up his will to, the, the new world order is the most powerful thing on the earth, brothers and sisters. It really is because of the de- man being deceived. Man is giving up his most powerful, powerful thing he owns, his will. He has been deceived by Satan and have allowed Satan to come to God of this word. Satan has set up the new world order. It's real, folks. It is real as it gets. It's real. So we talk about that, how Satan has come in and he have uh, divided up the world by race, class, sex, religion, relies to such an ignorant. Catholic Church plays a key part of that, but there's more players. There is secret societies. Not all secret societies are bad. But you do have to ask yourself this question. Why are secret societies most in white countries? That's because the Father has hissed to the nations in the north and, and allowed them to rule in power for a season. Again, that's another show. Um, you're going to see a show entitled Where Whites Given Power to Rule for a Season. I think that's the name of that show. And it's, again, you, got, you would have to type uh, also Blog Talk Radio 5 from the songs. So, again, brothers and sisters, just really briefly, I'm just going through the five, uh, five answers the Father gave me. This is a, um, uh, a special show tonight for our newcomers, for those that may have uh, also, or for those that may have been listening to the Five Seasons on Network and you've heard. Some kind of odd topics over here and over there. And you just saying, I just want to know kind of what's really where y'all going with all this. Well, this is where we're we're going with this. We're we are out here, uh, and we we I say we. It's not just brother Seth, but it's sometimes I do shows by myself, and some uh, uh, sometimes I have co-hosts. But our goal is to present truth to make you free. And we talk about things again that the Father really, really, really is saying, but you just can't hear in a lot of our churches and a lot of our educational institutions. Well, what do you do? If the Father has sent his word to heal them, as the book of Psalms talk about, and he can't get his word in because of the traditions of men that make the word of the Most High of none effective, the Bible says. you got to have another way to get the word to the people. And I believe this is what birthed a lot of some of the do not underestimate the word of the most high wherever you can hear it. All right. So anyway, I asked the father what's going on. That's the new world order. We we again have a show called the New World Order Watch Society. I think we probably did about forty shows. And we covered everything. Folks, if this happened on this earth, we covered it. Or tried to. Book of Revelations, I asked the Father, remember I asked the Father, could I understand the Book of Revelation? I no longer trust white males because they have a, a weakness. Well, the Father began to show your brother, Seth, and even a lot of our co-hosts and things, some mysteries. Like I say, brothers and sisters, the truth is often stranger than fiction. No, no, no. One truth in the Book of Revelations is the whore in Revelation 17, how that America wears the characteristics of what that whore is to do and what that whore has done in the earth more than any other country, how she has made the nation drunk with her wine, how she has enriched the nations of the world, but how she is going to fall. We don't want her to fall, 
but the according to the scripture, Revelation 17 and other scriptures talk about this whore falling and how she's going to fall from within and nations is going to hate her from within. People that she have helped, uh, not necessarily in a good way, but nations that have rich, wealthy, mostly probably ungodly practices, but how they're going to turn on her. Folks, we go into this like you've never heard, I guarantee you. The book of Revelations is major. It's handled in the New World Order Watch Society, so you get two for one. When you listen to that, I often reference the book of Revelations. Uh, but also, remember, I asked the Father about Blacks in the Bible. Blacks in the Bible. This is a lot of our shows. This might be 50 of our shows. I thought the Father would show me blacks here and there in the Bible. Folks, the Father did not show me blacks here or there in the Bible. The Father showed me how the Bible is completely dark-skinned people, people of color, not even olive color, not even olive color, because olive came uh, as a result of those from the north, millions of people coming from the north and mixing with those people uh, in those dark, uh, hot regions. So they weren't olive. These were dark-skinned people. And where white skin does appear in the Bible, it's associated with some called leprosy. And I know every single one of y'all probably just said, there you go, brother. Now you sound like you hate. I want you to really listen to me again. There's no hate here. Like I said, every, at the end of every show, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Folks, Bible leprosy. A type of leprosy is white skin. Nothing more. Proof. Here's proof. So listen with an open spirit. Hear your brother out. I promise you, those you listen happen to be white or other ethnic group, you are not going to feel uncomfortable if you just listen to what I'm saying. In biblical times, to lose pigmentation was not good. Prophet was cursing people with leprosy, with white skin. I can prove it. I'm going to prove it here shortly. I just need y'all to really listen. I promise you what you're about to hear is the truth, so help me God. The father asked Moses to put his hand in his bosom to show his power. He asked Moses to put his hand in his bosom to show his power. Moses slid his hand in his bosom. When Moses pulled out his hand, the Bible says these words. And Moses' hand became leprous as, and y'all know what the word as means. It's going to tell you another word to represent or describe what is as. Leprous as snow. The Bible says his hand became leprous as snow. So if his hand became leprous as snow, his hand became like that. Now, snow is only known for two things, really. It's only known to be white, and it's only known to be cold. Why would the father associate something with sores and fingers curled all up and blood and, and pus to something, and he refers to it as just Simply snow. Leprous is snow? Not a problem. Some of y'all ain't buying. I can feel in the spirit. Not a problem. 
Because when something is true, you can prove it more than one way. Brothers and sisters, keep listening. I believe these people were all dark-skinned. I don't believe white people are us and they, us versus them. I think we are them. They are us. And I'm about to show it to you. There's no such thing as a white man like some different breed of people over here like some of y'all been talking. White people are Africans missing pigmentation. That's all there is to it. Called white people has as much claim to Africa and the pyramids and the glory of Africa, the motherland, as we do. There was thousands of years when there was no Europe and there was human beings and science and math and nobody in Europe. Before Europeans wrote their first book, all there was dynasties, art, math. Some people say aerodynamics. Probably not. We have it today for sure but something where people was traveling by air, some kind of, who they say? I don't know. But I know one thing. There was science, and there was math, and there was architects, and there was stuff going on before Europe was here. So whites cannot be from Spain, Italy, Germany, Switzerland. It's impossible. Where are they from? Brother Seth is just trying to bring clarity to help you see we truly are one, and the enemy Satan has come and sold these lies about race based upon color. So the Father began to show me about this leprosy. So watch this. Some of you say, oh, you two are some scripture. Remember Moses' sister Miriam was smitten with leprosy, and her brother Aaron actually described the leprosy. Oh, my goodness. But y'all didn't know that. So Miriam didn't like Moses having a relationship with uh, someone outside of his tribe, kind of like today in Africa, where one tribe, dark, don't like another tribe, dark. They can't stand them. If you try to mix with them, it's going to be war. Same thing. doesn't mean Moses was a white man married a black woman like a lot of of y'all teach him. Uh, Some people teach, I should say that. Moses was a Hebrew, dark-skinned trying to marry an Ethiopian, they didn't mix. Miriam, at least she didn't think they needed to mix. The Most High smite Miriam with leprosy. And the Bible says, and Miriam became leprous as, here we go, here we go, it's going to try to describe it again, and Miriam became leprous as snow. Some of y'all know these, these are old Bible stories. So I'm not giving no chapter and verse. I'm trying to rush through this. But it uses the same verbiage. Miriam became leprous as snow. You think the Father lacks words and definitions? Folks, a type of leprosy is nothing more than white skin. Some of you say, oh, brother, I don't know about that. Well, listen to what Aaron says. Now, back then they called each other Lord. Aaron says to Moses, alas, my Lord. Let her not be as one dead who comes from his mother's womb, whose flesh is half consumed. How can a, now he's talking as though something that happens often, let her not be as one, not some rare event, but you know, something happens a lot. Listen, I said, Alas, my Lord, let her not be as one dead. 
who comes from its mother's womb. Stillborn flesh is half consumed. That's a stillborn baby. But he says whose flesh is half consumed. No baby come out of a woman, flesh all ate up. They can't be what he means. What's half consumed, I have gone, I have used, is the melanin, is the darkness. That's what's half consumed, half gone, half missing. Alas, my Lord, let her not be. There's one dead who comes from his mother's womb whose flesh is half consumed. It's gone. The flesh is gone. I was teaching this in Columbus, Ohio, and there's a nurse interrupting me because when I teach, I tell people, you can interrupt me. And she interrupted me and said, oh, my God. She said, I deliver babies. And you are right. She said, stillborn babies come out with no pigmentation, all of them. And some of you may not agree with that. I'm going to ask you to do something that's a little, you know, these are innocent babies and they did. Yeah, I don't know if y'all ate yet or not, but I have to be right when I teach stuff. So I took the liberty to Google and research stillborn babies, and when you do it, you'll see what I'm saying. Their skin is not covered. You can see right through it. Little white kids, when they're born babies, you can't see through their skin. Little black babies, when they're born, you can't see through their skin. I'll get into that because I'm trying to watch the time. But leprosy, we're going to talk about lepers. Again, I asked the father were there blacks in the Bible. And he began to share with me. This man is talking about his sister losing her darkness and just become pretty much just white. That's what he's saying. Not pretty much, but becoming white just like Moses' hand became white. So, again, I'm going to talk more about the skin being see-through and white, but Miriam became white is what he was saying. Let her not be as one who's dead, whose flesh is happy. So when babies come, they can see through the skin. That's a type of leprosy and white skin. To have all white skin... uh, is 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 what they call cleanse leprosy. If you're all white, but when it, you we can see through the skin, that's unclean. So Miriam was smitten with leprosy, and you can literally see through her skin. She became an unclean leper. I'm gonna hit it a little hard later. Don't worry, it's gonna get clearer and clearer. Watch this. Leviticus 13 and 13 is the handbook on leprosy. For those of you that have trouble with what I'm saying, read it. You think leprosy is sores? Watch this. Leviticus, Leviticus 13 and 13. Leviticus 13, chapter 12. Leviticus 13, verse 12 and 13 talks about somebody turning white, somebody who is turning white or who has leprosy. And it's saying that this leprosy is spreading. It's saying it's turning him white. And Leviticus 13 and 13 say when it is all turned white, Spreading and it says when the leprosy has spread all over his body, that means he don't have one sore, y'all, according to what y'all think it is. He has 90,000 sores. If a sore is going to cover all your body, how many sores that's going to be? So it says when the leprosy is spreading, it's spreading in his body. 
It says when he is covered with whatever this is, he's then considered clean. He's then considered clean. Clean in the Old Testament, you know this, this is nothing debatable. When a person is clean, it just means accepted. Just like when the Israelite was, they had seen a dead person, the Bible says you was unclean to the the rest of the day. Or a woman on a ministerial period, she was unclean for the rest of the day. Had nothing to do with blood, uh, soap and water. Has nothing to do with soap and water. Clean though. Even when the woman, the ministerial thing, wasn't that she was unclean. It needed soap and water. No, it just means she was unaccepted. She couldn't handle the holy things. And so if an Israelite saw a dead person, because it messes up their mind and whatever dead people do, you see him. The Bible says he was unclean for the rest of the day. It says many things was unclean. Certain people was unclean. A Gentile, for instance, unclean. So it just means unaccepted. So listen, brothers and sisters. When this man sores covered all his body, as some of y'all think it is, why would he be clean? But on the other hand, I believe he was just turning white. And it even says it. It say it is all turned white. It say when the leprosy spread, and then it goes and say when it's all turned white. That's nothing more than vitiligo. Back then, the body was changing faster. But the biggest proof is it says his all turn white. But don't worry, I got more scriptures where it's going to talk about people being all white. Again, when white skin appeared in the Bible, I'm talking about the question when I said to the Father, were there blacks in the Bible? If, if half of what I'm saying is true, that means white skin was frowned upon. And the, if, 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 if there was a, a type of let even way close to it, it would make sense that people the Bible had to be dark. But don't worry, I'm about to make it even crystal clear. I like to save the best for last. So listen, brothers and sisters. Bible say he is clean, he's accepted, except if raw flesh appear. Raw flesh just simply means, and trust me, if you read Leviticus 13 and open your spirit up and don't be full of racists, you black people too, some of y'all so full of self-hate, you can't see nothing good about dark skin. Come on, give the Father a chance. Read Leviticus 13, the whole thing. You're going to see it. Don't do no sores and pus and blood and fingers falling all off. It has absolutely nothing to do with it. White skin in the book of Leviticus chapter 13 is going to be A. There's other types. Leprosy can be in a home. It's A type of leprosy. It's something that has been cursed. It's spiritual. It can be in a house. It's a cursing. But when a body gets it, one of the things it does is it turns white. Folks, again, these are dark-skinned people that this was happening to. So watch this. The brothers and sisters. It says, and it's all turned white, if this raw flesh appear. Raw flesh is nothing more than, it's kind of like when you look in your mouth. If you look inside your mouth, your mouth isn't white or black. It's just you don't have a covering inside of your mouth or under your eyelids. Or um, if somebody would cut you open and they're operating on you, minus the blood. Just imagine no blood is in the operation. You see how the guts, the color of guts is just kind of raw. That's raw flesh. The color, not, not I shouldn't even say cut open because some of y'all, hey, that's what you believe. But I'm talking about that look. Like I said, when you open your mouth and you look inside your mouth, that look, that 
again, like the palm of your hand, that's another thing. It's like it ain't colored. Y'all get what I'm saying? A better example when I was reading, because I was asking God for how can I explain this and, and what does it mean? And, you know, and I remember thinking of a chicken. If you think of a chicken, that is as raw flesh as you're going to get it. They just don't have a color. It's it's almost like the father wanted you to be either all white or all olive or all dark, but you have to be all one-tone something to be accepted in society. He did not want you changing color. He didn't want you white with this patch. So in the book of Leviticus, it talks about people having all white skin, well, they all turn white, that's one, and people having brown skin, but they have a white spot, and it says, the priests were to look, and if that white spot was getting a little darker, they was good. They was clean. Still a leper because they got a white spot on them, or they all white. They're still called a leper, but they're clean if the spot was getting dark. But it says if the spot wasn't getting dark and there'd be a white hair in it, that's it. They're a leper for the rest of their life. Bad news if that white hair is in it. It even talks about a yellow hair being in it. Folks, it talks about a yellow hair being inside of these white spots. Folks, it talks about a yellow hair being inside of white spots. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? What's yellow hair? That's blonde hair today. Why is blonde hair associated with some negative in the Bible? I kid you not, read your Bible. Read your Bible, brothers and sisters. It talks about if a person comes to these priests. Now let's flip over to Leviticus 13, chapter 1. Leviticus 13, verse 1. Later on, it does talk about a white, a yellow, a white hair inside of a white spot on dark-skinned people. Uh, it, it, it talks about a white hair, and it also talks about a yellow hair. Again, why is even a yellow hair in the Bible, period, being negative? I'm trying to show you all something. This is recessive traits. It also talk about freckles. Freckles have to do with recessive traits. The freckle is what's left of the person. Problem? No, the freckles is the original color of the person. Anytime you see freckles, just imagine the person is the color all the entire body of the freckle. That's how it used to be. It's a recessive trait that white skin. Listen, brothers and sisters. I know what y'all thinking. This brother's tripping. He's like, oh, he racist. No, ain't no hate in my heart. If it's not on love, we at this network don't touch it. But this right here is going to be the killer. I got two more things that's going to guarantee you're going to see the light. Guarantee. It's I guarantee. I'm going to put a guarantee. I guarantee if you would just listen. What I got to do? Leviticus 13 and 1 says, bring people to the priest when they have these things. A rising, a scale, or a bright spot. Some of you going, thank God he gets some, he sees it now. There it is. It says a scab right there. Oh, really? Do you realize when it says rising scab, a bright spot, it's saying the whiteness that comes when, after you have a rising, the priest was supposed to look at this rising in your skin and see when it's gone what that white skin had. They was looking for that white hair or they was looking for that yellow hair. Or they was looking to see if that spot got dark, darker. But it, was, it, it comes after the rising. The scab, just like when you have a sword today and the scab goes away, they're looking at the white skin. 
to see, does it have the white hair? Does it is the spot getting somewhat dark? And I kid you not, when they when the spot is getting somewhat dark, that's a good thing. Folks, I told y'all, well, one of the questions uh, I asked the father was, could I see the world? I think I mentioned that to y'all earlier. Yes, I did. I remember. Okay. Well, I was traveling, in, and there was a guy on the subway that said to me, he was talking, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, white people come from lepers. He was talking about something. He started talking about white people come from lepers. And I remember looking at him, and this is how I felt like some of y'all feel right now. I thought to myself, this guy hate white people. I don't know why sometimes we don't just ask people why they feel the way they do, you know. We're just so brainwashed. Anything come against what we've been taught, especially anything come against white people, you don't need white people to defend you. Black people almost kill people for saying stuff. It's just the way we are. It's something inside of us. I should have asked him why, but at the time I just thought, this man hate white people, and I just toned him out. I didn't talk to him no more after that. That was pretty hard. He said, why did you come from lepers? So I mind my business. I forgot about the conversation. Unless I was living my life, I guess it wasn't much longer after that. I don't know how much how much after that, but I was like, talking to a guy in Columbus, Ohio, and it's this pastor guy, and he makes the same comment. He said, well, you know, why did you come from lepers? Now, I knew this guy, and I knew he didn't hate it. I said, well, why do you say that? Well, yeah, I'm getting that from myself. Another guy mentioned that in uh, Columbus. He said, brother, Read Leviticus 13. When I read Leviticus 13, what stood out to me before I even got reading good is when it said if you have this white spot, the priest was supposed to watch it. And if that spot got dark, it was a good thing. You didn't have, you was clean. You was a clean leper. Again, it's two types of lepers, clean and unclean. Clean lepers can go among the people. Anytime the priest said, okay, it's just, you're all right. You can go among people. You know you have this white spot, or if you had an all-white body, whiteness, they will look at it, or the whole white body. So, again, they look for that raw flesh, the reddish-white. The Bible talks about that in Leviticus 13. It's reddish-white. It's where I get that from, like Miriam said, uh, like Aaron said about Miriam when she was sitting with leprosy, let her not be as one fleshes um, have consumed. That's that see-through. That is reddish whiteness, and, again, this white hair in a white spot. Bad news, both of them. So that guy in Columbus said that when he when I went home, I read that. But, but I began to read all of Leviticus, and I, and I really asked y'all to read But back to verse uh, 1 of Leviticus 13. Folks, listen. It says they have a rising. They look for the white spot after a scab, they look for the white spot after it. But listen to this, brothers and sisters. Here's the bomb I'll drop on y'all. I got two bombs. Here's the first one. If you forget everything I've said about leprosy, blame this. I'm sure Leviticus 13 and 13 was something, how that if you cover from head to toe, I'm sure y'all don't believe that sores after that. But if that, if you got if you got up off the ground and you're still coming after me, <laughs> so to speak. And, again, this is all in love. I'm trying to bring people together. I'm trying to see, show people what the Father showed me, that that Bible is full of dark-skinned people because dark-skinned people is so full of hatred. The Father would never, ever be able to resurrect Israel uh, uh, with some of this hatred in our heart 
towards our own self. I'm talking about black folk. Without no white folks around, we just so bent on thinking the worst of us. Till I don't, I sometimes wonder how is the Israelites ever going to wake up to them being Israelites when they believe everything racist white males say. Anyway, folks, why is the Bible saying Leviticus 13 and 1? If you have a bright spot, come to the priest. Why does it say, if you have a bright spot, you were to come to the priest? If you are white, it don't make sense to have a bright spot. You are a bright spot. These people, I'm telling you, were dark-skinned people, Israelites. Where are they at today then? How is the Father going to resurrect Israel if Israel is somewhere believing that the Israelites was white and they so full of self-hate they can't even see themselves worth a quarter? How? This is why we have the Five Sister Network. This is why we talk about leprosy. Another one of our teachings, again, Google Five Sister Blog Talk Radio and Bible leprosy. We call it Bible leprosy. But I ain't dropped the bomb yet. That's just one bomb. I know that hits you. But the biggest bomb I, I use, again, I can talk about leprosy. We talked, we got like maybe 15 shows on this. And I mean, sometimes we don't repeat. We even talk about scientific proof, biblical proof, historical proof to back up what we're talking about here right now. Leprosy is deep. It's the biggest backbreaker, one of the biggest backbreakers we talk about, because if you can prove this right here, it's going to kill all types of theories of white supremacy, because it's going to prove that so-called white people really are Africans, and indeed they come from Africa and could never be superior to mother and father, so to speak. It's going to just end a whole lot of this argument. You have to go back and forth. If you can show the leprosy theory, the, which is a truth, the leprosy truth, the Sith, Yah, you can prove the Bible here, You then you know that the Israelites was dark, just a matter of where they are on the earth. Then you know that the first earth was dark, just a matter of just, you know, just seeing this revelation come to bomb. Second Kings 5. Somebody have whatever this is called leprosy. Some of y'all probably still say, hey, I still think he's a sword. Okay. Whatever this man has, he is getting cleansed. I don't like to say leprosy get, get healed because they stay lepers. They just get cleansed. They're no longer that white hair. I think Christ is going around praying for people, and when they had the white spot in the white hair, he prayed for them, and that white hair go away. Man, he just got a spot, and that spot becomes somewhere dark. He said, go show yourself to the priest. Well, why did they have to stay unclean? They was contagious. They were contagious. Ooh, you just don't know it's contagious. Lepros- leprosy is not contagious in the Bible. I'm going to share this story real quick. In the Bible, it says, there was lepers that says, and everybody, when they say, you can, you can die with leprosy. You stupid. You crazy. All right. They go, they're basing off the scripture that says, and leprosy, and I'm talking so much about leprosy because this is some of the biggest reasons a lot of people listen to Pastor never could think of this when they've heard this teaching halfway listening like some of y'all doing right now. They just, instead of listening, it's not that complicated. 
So they'll go have cocktail. Oh, you preach hate. They miss the whole blessing because it is a blessing to get this. Whites, it's a blessing because in the end, you're going to see you more related to us than you than you think. Doctors say, anyway, if you need a heart or a lung, a black man's heart may be better fit for you than a white guy across the street. That's because you are related more close to the tribes that I'm from in Africa than you are from that other guy across the street. Where he, he was probably uh, associated with some African tribes east, and you probably was, your family probably have genes always from African tribes west. Y'all better wake up. Anyway, the man was smitten with leprosy. Whatever it was, the prophet prayed for him. And he was cleansed. Again, lepers are cleansed. They're not healed because they stay white. They just become cleansed where they can go mingle. Christ, again, I believe, was just praying for those patches to get dark or their white hair to get dark. I don't think he was praying for sores and the sores go away. I don't believe that. They don't say it. They always talk about being white skin. Why would he keep saying white skin where lepers is concerned? Go explain that, folks. But anyway, Naaman was healed. And the prophet that healed him, that prayed for his healing, says, you know, the name said, what I owe you? And then he tried to offer him a gift, and the prophet said, you don't owe me anything, just thank God. And as Naaman went away, the prophet had a servant. Servant went and followed Naaman who got healed and tried to get gifts like the prophet changed his mind and said, okay, yeah, he said you can't give him something. When that servant got back to the prophet, the father showed the prophet what his greedy servant had just did, trying to get gifts for the man healing. And he said, where you been, Gehazi? Second Kings 5 I'm coming out of at the end. And Gehazi, well, he didn't know where the prophet said, oh, yeah, you have been. Was it a time to do this? Was it a time to do that? He just called out, he read his mail, told him what he had just did. And he said these words, here's the bomb, and we're going to move on. He said, for what you've done, the leprosy that is on Naaman will be upon you and your seed ever. One more time. The leprosy that is on Naaman will be upon you and your seed Forever. Bible says Naaman became white as snow. Don't say nothing about no sores. Don't say nothing about no fingers curled all up. Don't say nothing about no pus and blood. And Naaman became white as snow. But I got a bigger question. If somebody's cursed with anything way back then, how many children, 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 how many will be today? Somebody say millions. I don't know, thousands. But then ask this question. Where did Naaman get his leprosy from? And was he kissed the curse forever? How many people is the prophet cursed with this whiteness? Folks, that this sounds so harsh what you're saying. It just sounds like so much hate. Trust me, I understand how I sound. It's rallying some inside of us because we truly love so-called 
of people based on the color. We do. And we don't want nobody to be put down and made fun of. God, the most I bless you for feeling that way. He don't need for you to feel that way. He needs you to get on board with what he's saying and what white skin was in ancient times. Thank God. Thank the most high Yah. Christ has come. None of this matters as far as salvation, as far as seeking the Father, as far as being used of the Father. Well, why are you talking about it then, Brother Seth? To break the back of white supremacy. Lying that white skin was first, that is some kind of way superior. Men prefer blonde. And black people being so, because they want to not offend people, some of us, so bad, and they just swallow this white supremacy. And they hate their black skin and they black feet and they black elbows and they black hair. They hate their eyes, not understanding that eyes you think are pretty, they are pretty, but it's recessive. White skin is pretty. I ain't stupid. I've seen some very beautiful white people, but you got to understand, what are you looking at in terms of the way it was? That's a recessive trait. It's a mutation. Beautiful people. I'm not playing. I'm serious. But you're looking at a mutation. Well, what do you think we should do? We shouldn't say it's pretty or no. It's beautiful. I'm not playing. I'm serious. But so is what the father made in the garden when he say it is good. Why are you saying what he made because it had to have been dark skin? Why are you saying it ain't good? Why are you saying the nose is not good? Why are you saying the eyes that need the melon to be dark? Furthermore, brothers and sisters, we talk about leprosy or whiteness in plants. Because when it's, it was, it was, whiteness comes as a result of sin and affect plants. Are prophets cursing the plants? No, but sin in the environment caused different, the animals act a certain way. Well, if this earth, when it brought on, when, it, when the fall happened, a lot of things, anything living experiences whiteness. We talk about it. In our programs called Leprosy, Bible Leprosy, Google Song, Log Talk Radio, Bible Leprosy. It is one of our most listened to topics. It's in animals. If it's an animal on the earth, it has an albino. When you try to say white do animals, again, most of the animals are not albinos. Think, please. Some of y'all, again, I respect those of you that love everybody and you want to make sure you're not saying something to make. But I promise you, if you listen to the Leprosy Series, Bible Leprosy Series on Blog Talk Radio, Files and the Phone, if you Google that, you will hear whites come on the line. And I guarantee you, I don't think we got one IRA white. The people that have the hardest time understanding this it's so-called black people. I kid you not. Go figure. My God, my God. 
God, my God. Leprosy, Bible leprosy. Again, we just teach it so whites can come off their horses, blacks can get up off the ground hating on themselves. Predominantly has been people of color. I think the first earth that was destroyed was nothing but people of color. I know angels start to sleep with men and all that stuff, but they was dark. They had to been dark skin people. I think history had been lied to about history. Romans and Rome and who the original Roman soldiers were. A lot of history. I think, I think when these people took over, talking about Europeans, the Bible talks about how he was his to the nations. Again, when I asked the Father what is going on, uh, that was another question. Well, let me just go ahead and finish the five songs, and then I'll talk about that. Well, no, let me go here because I was talking about blacks in the Bible. But remember, I did ask the Father what is going on, so this kind of part ties in. But I believe when whites took over and down and started knocking off anything that resembled blackness or dark-skinned people, be it the nose on the sphinx or noses off any statues and burning down the library in Alexandria and burning up this and burning up that, they had to get rid of all truth. And then here they come with their lies about white supremacy. People laughed at them at first and take them See, they didn't think it really mattered. People didn't think they didn't think what was about to happen was going to happen. But eventually, those people died, and they had children that still remember. But then they died, and then they had children that still remember a little bit. But they died after a while. People kept dying. People kept so did the history. And now these people are lying and saying, "Oh, this was white. That was white." I don't believe that. I think Europe is a baby, and and it just. Uh, I, I think even in, in Christ's day, the people was black, all of them, all of them. Another story, though. I just know one thing for sure. In that Bible, when I asked the Father, were there any blacks in the Bible, I thank the Most High God, brothers and sisters, I can stay within the core of my being. I have presented you the truth. That Bible that's on your coffee table, African Americans, isn't just a Bible, a holy book. It is your family, or one of the lost tribes of Israel. Okay. And again, I I uh, also talked about traveling the world. I asked the father, could I travel the world? And that was just a yes, you can. He, he ended up taking me to twenty four countries. But I want to talk about the Hebrew question. The Hebrew question. I'm going to end with this. The Hebrew question. The Hebrew question. Oh, before I talk about the Hebrew question, I got to hear white supremacy a little bit. Well, the five topics, those are the five questions, and I gave you quick answers to the five questions. Again, what is what you're using the black man? What's going on? New World Order, Book of Revelations, hit that a little bit. Blacks in the Bible, we just hit that. Traveling the world, yes, you can. But here are the five topics that came out of the five questions. To see the world is that in the topic, that was just, yes, you can. But those other four questions burst five topics. The five topics are these. Leprosy. Hebrews, the revelation of the Hebrews. White supremacy. One world government. And kingdom of God, which is the solution. Kingdom of God have to do with the king, Yah. 
a Messiah, uh, his, his Christ, the Messiah, his domain, the galaxy, the, the Father rules the galaxy, and he rules in our heart if we let him. His kingdom is at hand because his kingdom is within us, and his kingdom is coming to this earth. It's going to be a new Jerusalem. This is where we get the gate, the uh, walking on the streets of gold. That's the new Jerusalem. Before all that, Christ is supposed to come and rule this earth a thousand years. But more important, his kingdom has come and that the Holy Spirit and his kingdom is in us. Power, oh my God, when the Spirit manifests and do these wonderful things I mentioned at the earlier part of the show. So I want to talk a little bit about white supremacy. I'm going to hit Hebrews last. The Father showed me about that I was a white supremacist. I began to get a lot of questions asked of me, like, um, I know it's a father. What's a good education? And I remember answering that question. I was just thinking. Now, sometimes you'll be thinking, and it's the father ministering to you because it would be thoughts that you don't necessarily think all the time. But you get some thoughts outside of your range, outside of your normal scope of thinking. Brothers, just don't underestimate the father. He speaks to us. But anyway, it's just again to say, what is a good education? And I come up with all these answers like Harvard, Yale, you know, all these white colleges, and say, what is beauty? And I begin to ask. I don't know why I was answering these questions in my mind. I was just just answering these questions, and then I start thinking about a uh, more narrow nose, not so much a, a wider nose. I start thinking smaller lips, and and then it says, well, what? I'm, I'm being honest, folks. These questions just come. There's like 13 of them. There's a lot of questions. Uh, uh, um, if you was dying, who would you want to work on? You know, I thought about a, a group of doctors, and it was all white. If I was dying, who I want to work on me? And I just begin. To, it's just a lot of questions like that. And then it's like as if somebody said, "Here's your answers before you," and they put it up on the slideshow or screen. And I begin to see my answers, and this came to me, brothers and sisters. I kid you not. These are the answers of a white supremacist. That rattled me for a long time, and I began to, once I opened up my mind to what that meant, I started looking more for white supremacist mindsets in me, and I figured out something. Folks, we African Americans that was raised up in America, meaning everything we know has been pretty much through white people, some meaning well, others didn't mean well. Some are racist, others were not racist, but either way it go. Our entire education has been by white people. Even if it's about Africa, it's been sanctioned by white people. So is there any reason we say to make the same comments whites make about Africa, whites make about black, 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 black people, whites make about our noses, we make the same. White makes about our lips. We make the same. White talk about our intellect. We don't want to do business with black folk. White say we can't do something. We say we can't do nothing. Every single thing they say, we say it. The only reason we're not tarring and feathering each other is because we have 
mothers and fathers that are dark-skinned, brothers and sisters that are dark-skinned. We see good things we can do on a daily basis. So we know we're not the animals that a lot of our white brothers and sisters who, don't, who haven't been exposed to us are saying. And a lot of our white people, brothers and sisters, are not that bad of a racist because they have exposure to black. But those white people that don't have exposure to blacks, oh, my goodness, they say some hideous things. And we think because they're so hideous, we're so different. But brothers and sisters, some of that stuff that other white people say that know a little bit about black, they still have the lies and the deception in their head. Because we don't get to know us that well. All I'm trying to say is we're a little better off because, again, we are black and we know some things about ourselves. But all of the things that you can hear pretty much see white people doing to us, we do them to ourselves. I can prove it. Anything you see whites doing to us, we do it to ourselves. My God, my God. My God, my God. I just saw something I forgot to mention earlier, and I'll go ahead and say it now because it's not too late. We're, we're finalizing, finalizing this introduction to the Five Smiths on Network. But I was called to preach in 1982, and um, that was tr- pretty traumatic. I think I talked about this. I'm not sure. But it was really made clear in 1991. And this is when I start, really start talking about these five stones pretty much. But anyway, brothers and sisters, uh, and I think I hit that earlier. Um, let's see here. Make sure I'm just looking at all my notes here, everybody. Again, a lot. some of these shows are going to resonate. Some of these topics are going to resonate with you more than others. Just simply Google Five Smiths on Blog Talk Radio. And folks, like I said, if I didn't say it already, follow the show. Follow the show. Um, brothers and sisters, I just got off work and I'm a little tired, so I may be repeating myself. I don't know. Follow our shows. It's real simple. Uh, you see right there on the page where it says follow if you're not on that. Just simply go to uh, Google Five Smiths on. I just like Google it faster. Google Five Smiths on Blog Talk Radio. When you get to the front page, you'll see a follow button. Hit on, click on follow. It's going to ask you to log in. Uh, through Facebook, or through your email, or through some other way. And then all it's going to do, brothers, is just send you a reminder to that. Y'all know that when you do it that way, it's not necessarily keeping your information. When you log in uh, to Blog Talk uh, through Facebook or through the email, it's not going to keep your information. Y'all should know that by now. They just It's just one way. They want to know where do we send this uh, reminder that Five Smith Song is on the air. That's all it is. The last thing I want to talk about is what we talk about the most. And that is the whole Hebrew question. Brothers and sisters, I know it sounds really, 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 really crazy. African-Americans being Israelites, we're acting so out of character, sometimes even being a human, how can y'all be Israelites? Remember the Bible says to Israel, when they had it good, had their own land, had everything, that the Father described what they're going to go through, and if you look at what African-Americans are going through, we're nothing more than acting out being, acting out what the Father said we do. He said he will cause the remembrance of us to cease. We will forget who we were. We will forget that we were the Israelites. And 
that the people he would hiss, H-I-S-S, he says it several times. I'm going to hiss to the nations in the north. I'm going to hiss to the nations in the north. Jeremiah 1.15 talks about he will call low. He will call all of the families of the kingdom of the north. 115, Jeremiah 115 again, for lo, I will call all of the families of the kingdoms of the north. What kingdoms is north of Israel? Europe. So he called them down to Jerusalem. He said, I will utter my judgments against you through them. And he calls them his army. Many times, especially in Joel 2, he talks about this nation that have never been a nation like this before. And then he says there's never going to be a nation like them for many generations. Can the Bible say there's never been a nation like a certain nation? It was all one group of people on the earth. How can somebody be dipping everybody up? Because they ain't never had no albinos nation before. Let's say it again. How can God say, I'm going, there's a nation come on the earth and there's never been a nation like this? How can he say that? All I knew, all of them. There wasn't a nation that was had albinos and they began to migrate up north, I believe, and I think. When it talks about in the book of Joel, chapter 2, it's talking about this nation the Father was going to call. He describes them. This is the same time that he pulled out the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit has been poured out on one part of chapter 2. And uh, again, Joel, book of Joel, chapter 2. But he also talks about this people that's coming. And I think that is when Europeans was introduced in the scriptures, not before. I don't care what history says because of how it defines them. It says there's never been people like this before, and there will never be another people like them for many generations. That wasn't them, the introduction of so-called white people, them. I definitely believe it's these white people today. So watch this. Let me repeat that. The book of Joel talk about a people that's coming up on the Israelites. Uh, it is coming up on the earth. It talks about how he's pouring his spirit upon all flesh, but then he talks about this people that's coming. And the Bible says the Father himself called these people to come and exercise judgment. He calls them his army. And they're carrying out wicked stuff, not good stuff, wicked stuff. It's a punishment that he has called to happen to Israel. So watch this. While the Holy Spirit is poured out, there's judgment also being poured out on the Israelites, the disobedient Israelites. And there's this people that's coming up on the earth. And when he describes the people, you think about whites today, they're going to wear it toe-to-toe. But then it says something very strange. It says there will not be another people like this for many generations. I believe, based upon the characteristics of what it says about those people, today, this, that is, the white people that's on us today. But anyway, first, let me go back to my point about the Israelites. So the Most High talks to Israel in other verses, talking about what it's going to be like when these people call them. 
Again, there's over 24 verses talking about the people coming from the north. It says a whirlwind coming from the north. Woe he was coming from the north. It says it called a fly. One time he called him a fly, a fly from the north, a bee, like flies and bees that fly, a fly coming from the, uh, a bee coming from. And then Joel 2, after the father really beats down Israel with his people, Bible says that he would, he would pity his people in the book of Joel. He will pity his people. And then the Bible says, I will restore you, and I will, watch this. <laughs> he will restore all that the years of the canker worm. He then called these people the canker worm. And the palmer worm has destroyed. That's your Bible. So when he describes what these people, what the, the Israelites are going to be like and what he's going to do to him, there is no other people on the face of this earth that live it out. And the best chapter for this is Deuteronomy 28. Again, in your Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Bible, chapter 28. You look at all the things that he said was going to happen to Israel and see who's living it out. And don't get tripped up by when he says your donkey shall be violently taken away or your ass shall be violently taken away or your animal shall be violent. He's saying, I ain't got no donkey. I ain't got no. Listen, person, you are connected to a nation of people, black and Americans, or those of you that's not African-American looking on trying to understand history. African-Americans is connected to a people. The Bible talks about us being Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. If you could get everything I say in this whole entire two hours, remember this verse. This is going to be the most important verses outside of the one I dropped on leprosy to me because it's got so much truth in this one verse. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says this. Moses is talking to the Hebrews and real Jews. And he is telling them what's going to go, what they're going to go through. If they obey, how it's going to be with them. If they disobey, how it's going to be with them. He says, these are going to be upon you forever. These blessings and curses are going to be upon you forever. Remember, Gehazi was cursed with leprosy and says it's going to be him forever. That ties into the current year, 2022 is what it is now. So whether you listen to 2022, 2023, or whatever year you're listening, this is what ties in and makes it, Today, Deuteronomy 28, Moses is speaking to the Jews. He says this, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they shall be upon thee and thy seed for a sign, S-I-G-N, for a sign and a wonder, and thy seed forever, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. One more time. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed on someone forever. You can actually find out who those people are by looking for the blessings or the curses. This is how we know African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And if anybody else is going through this, they're nothing more than a sister tribe. This is how we know, brothers and sisters, right here. Bing, 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 bong. This is how we know. 
one more time. And they, the blessings of the curses, shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder to thy seed forever. You want to know where a Jew is or who a Jew is? There ain't no argument. Don't bring up no DNA. You can't trust no DNA. It's in the hands of white males. You know you can't trust them. Not that white people are white males. They, again, other areas, they probably are better to hear in some other areas. So-called black people have their areas where they operate more deceptive and whites are more clear in. I think finance is one. We need some crazy stuff with regards to money with the black community. There are some weaknesses we have there. My God, my goodness. And they shall be upon thee. He said things like, last verse says, he's going to be brought back into captivity, says Egypt, brought back to Egypt in ships and sold as slaves. And nobody's going to buy you or redeem you back, you know, like buy you out of slavery. One more time. He says in the last verse of Deuteronomy 28, you'll be scattered at the four corners, put in ships, sold as slaves, carried back to Egypt in ships, it says. Nobody will buy you or redeem you, buying you out of slavery, that is. Did the Jews over in Israel that we know, those y'all who call them the Jews, were they put in slave ships, taken anywhere? The Bible says, I would disperse you to the four corners in Deuteronomy talks about. Did the Jews come from the four corners, or did they come just from Europe? Bible talks about in Deuteronomy 28 that the good men in Israel, the good men in this nation, when they are taken to captivity, it talks about the good men. Moses is talking about if they obey in Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14, they'll go through. If they obey, verses 1 through 14, they'll go through. If they obey, verses 1 through 14, they will enjoy the blessings. If they disobey, verses 15 through 68, they're going to be going through some curses. Now, I believe if you obey the Father and you in your house, no curses will come near your house, your home. I don't believe everybody that's an Israelite is cursed. I think if you obey the Father and you walk by the Holy Spirit, you endure with that power, how are you going to be cursed? But your nation is a whole nother ballgame. That means your cousins, your uncles, uh, I think a lot of our people is operating. Now, Hear me out. Before I start talking about these curses too much, I don't want to forget to say this. There's two ways this nation is going to be redeemed. I don't know I'm going to do this to the very end, but I'm going to do this now because some people say, oh, you don't never talk about the solution. Second Chronicles 7.14 says this. If my people, talking about Israel, not nobody else, if my people, which are called with my name, only one nation called by his name. If my people, which are called by name, will humble themselves, humble themselves, pray, 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 seek my face, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He talks about healing their land, redemption for the Israelites. One more time. Second, 
which are called by my name, will humble themselves. Humble themselves. Pray. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways that he would heal their land. Father will feel sorry for Israel after he's sending his nation from the north against them, which is exactly what we're going through. And after a while, he will pity them. Remember, don't be hollering about all oh, this some past. That's a long time ago. Brother. Moses said, this is going to be upon you forever. Not just cursing, cursing, cursing. If you obey, those blessings in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 is amazing. That's why it's so short. It's only 14 verses. Because basically everything you do is going to be blessed. And all the nations you're going to rule over, it's super blessed. Like the best you can have as a nation. No nation is going through with Deuteronomy 28, 1, verse 1 through 14. That's why we look for the curses on whoever's supposed to be as Israel. Folks, we're scattered throughout the four corners. We're not just in America. We're in West Africa, East Africa, India, China. We're scattered. But the Bible talks about him having pity on us and reserving a remnant of us. Reserving not all of us, but a remnant of us. That's if we don't all turn and do what Second Chronicles seven fourteen says. So let me talk about some more things that Israel is supposed to go through. Normally I do this at the I do what I just did at the end, but now I'm gonna tell you some other things Israel is supposed to go through in the rap and they show up. Again, you've been listening to introduction to the Bible, some song, and I'm just talking about the thing we talk about the most. We talk about it so much. I'm just I thought I put it last, but folks, we talk about it. We probably got eighty shows on this. No, not eighty. Probably got about 50 shows on this. We are always talking about the Israelites. So, and by the way, our most, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad I was about to say this. The most popular show we ever done has 8,900 listeners. It's called How Do We Live as Israelites Today. Google that. Blog Talk Radio, possible song, How Do We Live as the Israelites Today. There's five parts. So we cover everything. Those of you who say, well, okay, so what's How do we live? Why is it changing? That's your show. So brothers and sisters, a few more things that we're supposed to go through. The Bible talks about it in Deuteronomy 20. It's Deuteronomy 20 and it's Leviticus 26. It talks about Leviticus 26 that we have it seven times harder than any other nation. Can I read Leviticus 26 along with Deuteronomy 28? But the thing I like about Leviticus 26 is it even says how bad we would have it. It says seven times harder than other nations. So look at whites really close that rule over us. They probably got it seven times better in some areas. Anyway, I don't mean they better. I'm talking about their life, you know, like, you know, there's a such thing as a better bed than another bed or a better car than another car. There's a such thing as, you know, somebody lives on the streets in, in the neighborhood and other person in the neighborhood shooting. There's, there's some things that they're not better as people when you're buying that white supremacy. But they do have better, more comfort. So here's some other things. It says that they're good men, Deuteronomy 28. They're good men. The good men in Israel would not father their children. I kid you not. One scripture talks about it. In another, in another part of the Bible, it says, Lord, how long will we go through this? How long will we... How long does that have to go to? He says, until your houses be without a man. Israel, I'm not talking about when they had a king, Solomon, all that, all these great kings. When they went into captivity by the Babylonians, by the Egyptians, by the Syrians, 
they live just like African Americans do today. I kid you not. Isaiah 52, and I'm rushing, y'all. Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52, you'll never forget this scripture. I guarantee you out of everything you hear there, but you won't forget Isaiah 52. It says, Isaiah is talking about the state of the young men in Israel. It's like a media person or it's like a prophet, really, just talking about how the state of Israel is. He said, your young men have fainted. Listen to this right here. He won in 20. It says, thy sons have fainted. Tell me if this is not black men. I post the whole Bible. It's not just Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. It's really the whole Bible that talks about it. Even Psalms is talking about us as a people. Listen to me, brothers. It says, that young men have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. As a wild bull in a net. They are full of the fury of the Lord, the rebuke of thy God. So God is rebuking Israel through the state of their men, young men. Listen, they say they are fainted. But then it say they lie at the head of all the streets. They're not laying down like somebody fainted if they hit all the streets because the Karen says they're like wild bulls. They're not fainting like we think. It's saying they have fainted the head of all the streets. Folks, do you realize what they're saying? They're saying they faint in their hearts and their spirits. And they're lying. Lying means you're not going nowhere. You, you're hanging. You, to lie at the head of all the streets, if you're not fainting, fainting like alcohol, unconscious, that means you, you're not going nowhere. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. What's the head of the street? Got to be a corner. Everybody I say this to know exactly what the, what I mean when I say the head of the street. But this is what gets me. As a wild bull, a bull is like the strongest animal. And it's in a net. Something is catching them where they can't move around or catching them. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. You would think Israel young men would be going out in the farms and No, it says they're they're in all the streets. They're in the streets. This just blows me away, man. If you can't see this, you like Steve Wonder. Steve Wonder can see this. They in their minds. They're on the corners. They're strong, but they're in the net. A system holding them back. But here's another thing to give me. They are full of the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord just means real, real anger. It don't mean they are the Lord or something. It means just that fear of the Lord is what that's what I think has it. Fear of the Lord. Look up the fear of the Lord. It just means just beyond angry. Ain't that our young men? They even have a, 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 a music genre that's fueled by anger. It's got, you know, a good rapper, you got to have some attitude. I mean, my goodness, it just goes on and on and on. It says, I'm a history of the nation of the Lord, history of the nation of the Lord. Where did you even come from the north? So white brothers and sisters, if you're listening, as I close this show, thank you for listening to this intro. Hopefully y'all know my heart now. Hopefully y'all know my intentions. Hopefully you know my spirit. 
I don't know, down with the white man, up with the black man. I'm not no pro-black. I'm not on no hatred. I'm just preaching what I can see to be true. That will make us free. The white supremacy encourage us, lift us up, even in our foolishness as a nature. Whites, listen, you should be encouraged to know that you are one with us as far as a human family. I know y'all know already know you're him, a human family, but some of y'all have had some weird doctrines about black people. Some of you have had some weird doctrines about white people. Well, guess what? We're the same human species. Whites lost pigmentation. Or there's some people lost, some Africans lost their pigmentation. They migrated up north. They begin to mix with each other around this common descriptive, uh, this common thing they had, like anybody do anytime there's some common, um, I don't want to say illness because it was more like a plague, but keep in mind, a lot of them was cursed because of wickedness of their foreparents. They could have had an attitude towards everybody like in Tanzania. They're being mistreated, uh, albinos. And so it's new when somebody pop out white and everybody around you is black, you have an attitude. But anyway, you end up mixing and going up north. Some people say, what a Caucasus mountain was named. I don't know about all that, but they end up being a mighty nation. The Bible, I believe the Bible called them. I believe the Bible was planning on using them. He says in the scripture, I'll provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. One more time, he says, I'll provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. How can he say they're not a people? Are you trying to say they're not human? You know the Father ain't saying that. He's saying they're not an established people, a known people. Well, how can they not be a known people? Israel knew everybody because they not know people with no long lineage because they're from a little bit of this person, a little bit of that person, this is this tribe, this is that tribe, all mixed together. That's what I think he meant by provoking Israel to jealousy by those that are not. How are you going to get Israel to get jealous? They're going to have something you want, and that's what today is. Most of us don't hate white people. We really secretly jealous because of them having what we should have, not even knowing half the time what we know. You know, as our parents would tell us, that'd be three times better. So anyway, folks, I'm going, I went over, I went over, but folks, I didn't spend enough time on Hebrew, but I'm sure y'all have heard the shows because they're our most popular shows, popular topics, but there's over 300 verses, I think I counted or guesstimated, talking about prophecies that nobody and one scripture lamentation just go ahead and just spill the beans and say my skin was black than the other because of the terrible famine. I don't care how hungry a white person gets in a famine, they don't get black as others. The other scripture say our visage, B-I-S-A-G-E, was black in the cold. It's talking about, again, being hungry and being so dark, but I don't care how white people how hungry they get or how famished they get, they never get that dark. All throughout the Bible is talking about locks and braids and, and, and feet like bronze. And Book of Revelation talks about Messiah, but then Daniel comes along and just says, Harold's like wool. They don't even say white like wool. They just say Harold's like wool. Those people in that Bible was dark. Well, what, well, what does it have to do? So what? Let me tell you all something as I wrap this show up. Again, I didn't get a chance to hit all of the Areas, they didn't even talk about our priests, how they would act, folks. Other since they talk about how our priests, and you got to read it. Again, 
you want these shows, Google Black Biblical Jews, Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones, and you will hear shows and logs explaining how we are living out. We, we are talking about our priests. It talks about our, we talk about our children. The scriptures we talk about how young men would act. We talk about how young women would act. We talk about how our wives would act. We talk about another nation coming from the north that would sleep with our wives. We would have control of our bodies. We have control of our wives. It talks about how this other nation is going to rule over us through policy, how it's going to run us through policy. It talks about how we work all the days of our life. We want to enjoy our labor. It talks about every tiny, minute atom area of life for the African-American and the other Jews got out the four corners and how other people will rule over us. Again, if you are following the creator, your house won't be necessarily wrapped up in this, these curses, but your nation will. A very popular guy that went to this was the Messiah. He had all that power. But he mourned for his nation. You're going to be no different. So in that way, your, the curses will affect you to mourn for your people. But you don't have to be going through no curses, sickness, poverty, disease, confusion, none of that, by accepting this Yahweh Israel, the Father, this Messiah, and following him. So that leads me to the final thing I want to say. I like to say the Father's name is Yahweh as well, Yahweh. And I like to spell out his name but by doing the following thing. It's Y-A-H-W-E-H, Yahweh. If you forget everything, a good way to remember reason for this revelation that I've shared with you all, the five new songs, is this. Remember it like this. The Y represent Yahweh. Without this revelation to the Israelites, to so-called, a.k.a. black folks, African-Americans and those scattered even throughout the whole world, it looks like the Father's just picking on them. If they don't know the Israel and they're going through these curses as a nation, it just looks like the Father don't like them. Maybe they may still think he don't like it because I'm black. But a lot of black folks want to think the Father has some against some cuckoo teachings around that. And he favored white people more because they're so blessed, it looks like, anyway, to some people. So they have this weird doctrine, so it looks like Yahweh is partial without this revelation. With this revelation, it's just the opposite. We are chosen. We're royalty. We his firstborn commissioned with him. And to carry this relationship with him to the other nations, where other nations can see us and learn about this Yahweh, this God, through our behavior. That's what Israel will call for. And because they don't do that, it's why they're going through the curses. I know I should have said this earlier, but y'all got to bear with that. I can't think of everything. But this is the whole purpose of an Israelite, to demonstrate the love of God, to walk with him on a daily basis. The nations of the earth is to be evangelized through this. So now Yahweh don't look like he's picking on us because everybody's now we can see why we're going through what we're going through this pain. And even the nations of the world, once they know we're Israel, they're going to be able to learn from that too. They'll see that they ain't just niggas. They ain't just stupid. So we ain't really got all that power we think. We've been used by our father. He used us to chastise them. We thought it was in our power. 
That's why the Bible says uh, the father get upset with Israel and uh, with the uh, with the oppressors in Joel too. The nation starts saying we the one doing it. So Y A H W E H. That's what Y stands for. A. I'm spelling Yahweh. Y A H W E H. Yahweh. A stands for the anger. A lot of people are angry. A lot of African Americans are angry with each other because they don't know why we misbehaving. There's this anger we have. We frustrate our wives. We frustrate us. They don't want to hear all this complaining. A lot of so-called African Americans disrespect, have self-hate because of, you know, being angry. They have anger with each other because of watching us dysfunction and look like we're just stupid. There's an anger we have, y'all. Everybody talks about this anger black folk have. Person say, if you ain't seen that angry black folk, you don't have a relationship with them. It's true. You no longer have to be angry. I don't have the anger I used to have no more towards our people because I understand why we're going through what we're going through. The next letter is H. Hindrance. Hindrance. White people is no longer a hindrance to us. They is no more empowered than the most have allowed them to be. He hired them to be the one to carry out the punishment. They have to have been as wicked as they were to break us down. Couldn't no little tiny pussyfoot nation break us down. We have powerful priests, powerful men. Jesus can kill. I mean, them people can kill thousands. They were a strong people, but we needed somebody to come with something we never heard of. And this white supremacy doctrine did it. So white people is not hindering us. It's our ability to either, it's our choice to obey the Father, Second Chronicles 7. That's, that's all it is. Turn to the Father, and he will resurrect us one household at a time. White people don't have that kind of power. We need to quit giving them power like they said, man, because if you give them more power than you're supposed to, really and truly, you're worshiping them in a weird way. You really are. Even if you so-called hate them, you're still worshiping them. If you still think you got all that power, that's a form of worship. And guess what else it is, brothers and sisters? Form of white supremacy. It's not white people. It's the most high that have been behind them. The good news also I was going to tell everybody is the 400 years is up. I can't say everything in this, in this show. This is just to hit on this a little bit. But the 400 years is up, brothers and sisters. 400 years is up. And now I think there's a changing of the guards especially where we all are obedient, and there's a lot of pushback from our white brothers and sisters, okay? But a lot of you still operating in a cursed mindset because we've been unfunded for so long, but I don't think the father's behind white people like he once was. That's why they're losing so quick, and that's why this, this five from the Stone Network is even birth because the truth has been released, and white people no longer have the father sanctioning their behavior and was behind them. He was, excuse me, he was behind them, brothers and sisters. They could have enslaved us all. They couldn't get all things they didn't let the Father been with them. Just like he was with Israel, he was with, you know, several times he was with Israel's enemy when they were disobedient, okay? That's the H. White folks is not our problem. They've just been used. And where they took it too far, about this say some of them took it too far, they will face judgment. That's why America's going to be in trouble, not because they enslaved us, but because they took too far. Some of them. Okay? But again, white folks, it's not, don't give them the power no more. From now on, just don't say they're all that. Most high, use them to break down his people. 
and now he's not behind them like he was. That's why they don't have a grip on our young people. This new generation, they don't he don't have that grip on them. There's there's still, still some residue of foolishness going on. That's just us on us. But as far as them having the power, we're not being able to. No, it's not like that. It's not like that, brothers and sisters. There's a changing of the guard. And then uh, the next letter is going to be W. The word of God is very confusing and will conflict over and over and over as long as you look at the people up in Israel being the real Jews. The word of God will come alive and make more sense to people who think you some scholar, and you may not even have read that much just simply by applying the true people into the scriptures. You'll be able to explain the scriptures way more than people, and they'll be like, how do you know? It's just you use this key. Just think about it, brothers and sisters. And more importantly, pray about everything you've heard today. Ask the Father, what is it he would have you to do with the fire and the stone? We invite you to come on these shows, participate, share these links, follow us, share the links, bookmark us on your browser where you have our stationery, but share these links to brothers and sisters. We ain't doing them to preach about Share them to white people, black people. Nothing we do is just the black folk. It's the first, the Jews. But then it's the Gentiles. Share us. Ask us what we have to do. What you have to do. Y A H W E E E. The Middle Eastern conflict, Eastern conflict, the Jews, the Gaza Strip, all that stuff would end. That's major. That's a world problem. It would end overnight. If the whole world knew who the real Jews were, they'd be like, even the people acting out over there, they'll be like, you know, it'll, it'll take the drive, take the purpose from what they're doing because the world looking at us like neither one of us Jews. And that's what's happening. A lot of those Jews, I, I can go into now, whenever I go to Israel, a lot of those young people, where they, they love talking to us Israelites, they go to Demona. I've been to Israel, uh, again, eight, nine times, and they love sharing with us, like, why do y'all believe this? Why? They know they're not the people of that land. They know it. Some of the young people, not the old folks, still perpetrate. Those young people, and after a while, watch what I tell you. They're going to be ready for that reason to come because everybody wants to be a blessing to the true people of the Bible. That's why the Jews do so good today. People think they're the real Jews. So the Middle Eastern conflict will end overnight. Maybe not overnight, but very shortly. It's already happening. you got to see that to believe it. Again, we talk about these types of things and it shows up. These types of things and showing up, and I go into examples. Of, y'all got to hear when I talk about when we grew up on the Wailing Wall and how the Jews stopped playing, stopped playing, watching us. And it's not like there's some black people. Oh no, they're like who are y'all? Who, they have a look like they feel they feel intimidated by us. I'm telling you what I know. Can't get into it now. It's a matter of time. And the Bible says when they remember coming to Israel, they ain't going to need no army because the world is going to be dying, breaking their neck to protect them because they're going to be blessed. The Bible says, I bless them, they bless you, I'll curse them, they curse you. So you know I ain't going to be talking about the Jews knowing that scripture that I can be in trouble with cursing God's elect. No, I don't believe those people over there, all of them, are the authentic Israelites. I do believe some of them are. Last letter, Y is spelling Y-A-H-W-E-H, last H, ha, 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 the Bible talks about how the nation will laugh at us, ha, 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 well, guess what, figure out who we are, and they see the truth like you're seeing the truth, brothers and sisters, you ain't got a word about an army, 
You ain't got to worry about money. People say, how are we going to pay? Real? They just say we are. How are we going to? How are we gonna pay for all that? How are we gonna how is gonna happen, man? You fantasize it. No, you don't understand. If the whole world wake up tomorrow and understand African Americans are Israelites, you ain't seen the kind of money pouring in, the kind of armies. Everybody wanna protect them. This is where we need a little bit of faith. We just don't believe the Bible. The Bible talks about that remnant returning without a problem. At least for them. Now, those that may try to come against, they're going to be defeated. Read your Bible, brothers and sisters. A remnant of Israel is going to be spared. And then you won't have to lift a finger. I want to say to everybody, I love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. Y'all got to hear this last song. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. It's going to tie in everything I've said. Folks, I'm not lying to you. I ain't even tell the half. That's what these shows are about. Again, we talk about everything on the show pretty much. But we talk about those five topics the most. Love every single one of you again, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I mean every ethnic group. Love you. (laughs) 